You are listening to Critical Mass, Coast to Coast Radio Show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. This episode of Critical Mass, Coast to Coast, I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. And Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. We have our next guest, Eric McKay, founder of Hardywood Park Craft Brewery, on the line. And he's going to be our focus guest for the next two segments. But first, let me let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. With our exclusive and unique prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers up to 23 warm prospects each year to our platinum-level sponsors. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. 951-515-4661. I know Rose is manning the phones right now in the sales office. Would love to talk with you and show you how we can help drive engagement and more revenue to your business through our prospect engagement program all right eric welcome to the show hi richard thank you very much it's my pleasure to have you here and i want to thank joe carey for bringing you and your microbrewery to our attention so tell me a little bit about your background sure so um i graduated from davidson college down in north carolina in 2003 and uh, spent about six months working in finance for a boutique hedge fund in Greenwich, Connecticut, and it was sort of a, a slow time. This was back in 2003. It was a slow time in the, the finance world, and my real passion had been in, in craft beer and brewing. I'd been a home brewer since 2001 and apprenticed at a, a brewery in North Carolina during my last year of college. So I ultimately found a position as a sales rep with a company called Union Beer Distributors, which was a, a Anheuser-Busch distributor uh, historically, which was venturing into craft beer and worked for them in Manhattan for a couple of years and worked into a management position and ultimately became the marketing director for their parent company, the L. Knife & Son Companies, which is based in Kingston, Massachusetts, and has uh, a number of Anheuser-Busch distributors, but has really grown its business by growing the craft beer distribution side of its business. So they now distribute beer for hundreds of American craft breweries and uh, an incredible number of imported artisanal breweries. And through that experience, got to learn quite a bit about uh, a side of the business that a lot of craft brewery owners don't really get to have a, a clear picture of. So I have to ask you to define the word artisanal for our audience, and frankly, well, for ha- handcrafted for sure, and using the best quality ingredients. That's sort of the simplest answer. Okay, so when you talk about craft, a craft brewery, you consider yourself artisans then, and uh, creating these different brews that you create. We do, yeah, yeah. The uh, Brewers Association is the national organization for for craft uh-huh. brewers, and they uh, define the craft brewery as a brewery that's small, independent, and uses traditional ingredients. So the the trend from the basically from the 30s up until, or basically post-prohibition up until the early 80s was really growth in through the industrialization and ultimately 
a very small number of firms producing the vast majority of the beer using non-traditional ingredients, ingredients like corn syrup and uh, rice syrup as uh, core ingredients in beer, which is not used in craft brewing. I see. So the, the, um, I have had on our other sister versions of the Critical Mass Radio Show family um, other craft um, brewers from Southern California. It is San Diego, North San Diego County is a very hot, a very hot area for craft brewing, and it's moving into Orange County as well as you know the, the whole state, if not the whole country, right? So, how is the market or the area around Richmond for craft brewing? It's growing. It's becoming uh, really a hot market, and to use your uh, case in point. Um, Stone Brewing, which is the largest brewery in the San Diego region, uh, just recently announced that they're going to be building their first East Coast brewery in the city of Richmond. So I think that's very much an indication of what the potential in this market is. And ultimately, when Patrick, who's my business partner, and I decided to start Hardywood, we selected Richmond because it had a great number of cultural trends that we thought was conducive to uh, growth in the craft brewing sector. And at the time, the number of breweries in Virginia was on the low side nationally. We had, I think we ranked 37th in the, in the country in terms of breweries per capita back when we opened in 2011. And since then, we've, we've made quite a bit of progress, and the local market share for craft beer has grown from uh, about 2% when we opened to about 3%. We're about 3% of the beer consumed in Virginia is now made by Virginia craft breweries. So it, there's certainly been considerable growth. That represents about 50% growth. Stone will contribute greatly to that. They're planning to brew 100,000 barrels in their first year, which is about the same amount that the 80 Virginia breweries produced combined in the, in the past year, um, but uh, still believe that there's tremendous room for growth beyond that. Yeah, that opens up a, a, an area that I wanted to go to next. I'm talking with Eric McKay. He is co-founder, I guess, of Hardywood co-founder. Park. Yeah, co-founder, founder uh, Hardywood Park Craft Brewery. Is the market for beer growing because of the craft brewing sensation and phenomena? The market for craft beer is definitely growing, and it has been consistently since at least 2002, 2003. There was certainly some bumps in the market, uh, particularly in the late 90s, where the craft brewing market started to really fizzle, and and there was actually a decline in the amount of uh, what was characterized as craft beer sold nationally. And a lot of that was because people were getting into the industry for the wrong reasons. They they saw it as a great financial opportunity. There were a lot of regional, uh, larger regional breweries that were making a contract brewing a lot of this beer at a quality level that was really subpar, and ultimately people tried what they were thinking of as micro-brewed beer and not really enjoying it, largely due to quality control issues, and and started to shift away from it. And since the late 90s, the growth has been pretty consistent and characterized by breweries who are brick and mortar. They're making the beer themselves, and they're really driven by a passion for the product rather than for for dollars and and, uh, I think that's helped to, to build a, an industry that's characterized by quality, largely, and um, integrity, and ultimately uh, really good, reliable, and consistent beer. 
It's interesting because it's it's a uh, my understanding of your uh, of your segment of the of the beer industry is that it's kind of a uh, I don't know if a brotherhood's the right word, but there's a very symbiotic relationship between the craft brewers around the country, and it's really I think works to your your segment's benefit. Uh, I understand I have about a minute left for our next commercial break, uh, Eric, but I understand that one of your creations, the gingerbread stout. A very popular brew, but also was sort of, uh, you know, taken hold here in Los Angeles with a with a microbrewer out here as a tribute. Can you can you share that story a little bit, and then we'll go to our commercial break. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Golden Road Brewery that was started by Meg Gill, who's a Richmond native. Um, I think through that sense of camaraderie and and um, fellowship in the industry, we've been able to connect with Meg, and um, she comes home for the holidays, and so we've we've shown her our brewery and. Um, her brothers are regular at our brewery, and um, through that relationship, sort of, she, she was really interested and excited by our gingerbread stout, which is a style that that we released for the first time commercially. It had never been brewed before, and since we brewed it, a number of other breweries have um, sort of taken on to the style and made their own interpretation of it. And Golden Road just released their uh, back home gingerbread stout, which is sort of a, a tribute to. Um, the I guess the long lines that her brother would wait in to uh, get our beer on our bottle release of our gingerbread stout, um, which is pretty exciting to see that that sort of joint enthusiasm and and collaboration and um, sense of camaraderie come to fruition with um, beers that are sort of tributes to what other breweries that are really you know just as young and you know working toward similar goals and so it's it's very exciting and. We can't wait to try that beer out here on the East Coast. Well, it's it's interesting to me because for many years, if not decades, the entrepreneur was alive in your industry through distribution and bottling and and um, kind of ancillary services to the to the to the mega brewers. And now entrepreneurship is alive and well at the brewer level, as evidenced by these by the craft brewery firms that are throughout the country and really. And almost like a technology idea, where you guys are 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 not uh, are you, you're not ganging together in a sense of, um, of of cooperation, but you're you're sort of densely focused in an area, which I think really then begins to get a, a reputation as that area as North Orange, uh, North San Diego County is, and now Richmond is becoming in, in many other places across the country. So I, I love to see this because it's kind of cooperation, you know, that everybody, everybody kind of works together, and, and by being uh, in a similar location, it actually helps everybody else's brand because people come there to, to experience multiple different flavors and craft brewers. So I, I think it really works well together. Agreed. Yeah, I think cooperation is a perfect word for it. All right, we're going to take our our last commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And if you are like me and you love entrepreneurs and you like creativity and you like people who have a craft and you enjoy a good brew, then stay tuned because we've got much more to talk about with Eric McKay after these words from our valued advertisers. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. 
SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. This edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We're talking with Eric McKay, founder of Hardywood Park Craft Brewery. So um, let's get back to talk about the business. Now, one of the challenges that I have seen from the outside in, in your space is the ability to seamlessly scale the business through different kind of milestones. And um, you talked about volume. And you talked about the volume of the craft beer that's made in the greater Richmond area and how that continues to increase. But you're a manufacturer at, at some level, a, a food producer, if you will. And there are some real constraints in just the process and timing and capability. How are you and your partners and, and the business addressing those very real governors on growth or at least challenges to growth that, that are in your industry? Sure. Well, we're always faced with bottlenecks in, in the production process, and we are, at, at, in its simplest sense, we are a factory. And from the very beginning, we started out hand-bottling our beer one bottle at a time with a forehead filler. We could fill about 60 bottles an hour, and last September we celebrated a big milestone, stepping up to a, uh, an automated bottling line that can do 3,000 bottles an hour. But to get there, we needed to put in all kinds of other infrastructure, new air compressors, new tanks, um, and, and those you know, certainly come at, at a, a premium from a cost standpoint. So ultimately, in brewing, you're dealing with a lot of moving parts, both on the production, the distribution, and, and the sales side of things. And to get them to all work together is, is a challenge that every small brewery faces. So we've tried to tackle those bottlenecks one step at a time and try to take the appropriate steps in terms of pursuing financing to get the right pieces of equipment to get you to that next level. And um, one thing that's helped us tremendously in that process was the law changing in Virginia, allowing small breweries to sell pints, which for us provided that revenue stream that enabled us to buy this these new pieces of, of equipment and hire additional people on the manufacturing side to help us uh, package boxes and brew more beer and um, ultimately sell more beer. Um, so it's it's an exciting uh, and dynamic environment that if if you enjoy tackling all those challenges at once can 
be an exhilarating experience for an entrepreneur. So, so let's talk about the inputs to the process, the raw materials. With this segment of the beer industry growing at such a rapid pace, and, and how, how have you found sourcing the type of high-quality ingredients that you must have to maintain and enhance your brand? How, is that, um, how has that been for you and your firm? Sure. So the basic core ingredients for beer are barley, hops, and yeast. Um, that's essentially all you need to make beer, uh, with water, of, of course, being the last. And uh, so far, we've um, had some challenges with hops. In particular, there are certain varieties of hops that are relatively new, and they contribute very unique aroma and, and flavor characteristics to beer. And so for us, getting a hold of certain hops to make certain beers has been a challenge. And the way we've dealt with that is by keeping certain beers as limited in release at first, and, and as we can get access to um, a consistent contract for a specific hop variety, we'll, we'll make that beer more widely available. And um, we did that recently when we obtained a contract for Citra hop, hops, which are grown some in Northern California, but also Oregon and Washington and Idaho. And, um, and that's enabled us to make a, a new year-round beer become available, and it's become a very popular one for us. It's actually a West Coast-style IPA. Um, based on the the styles that have become popular in Southern California and uh, that are aggressively hopped and that have a bright citrusy character. Another challenge has been more specialty ingredients that we're obtaining locally. We have a reserve series of beers that uses local ingredients as sort of the showcase in, in the flavor characteristic of the beer. And with our gingerbread stout that we mentioned, we use local ginger. And so we're working very closely with a local Farm, Castlemont Farm, to try to help them um, scale up their their farm operation and grow more ginger every year. Um, we also make a blackberry beer in the summer called Virginia Blackberry and um, used about 4,000 pounds of blackberries from a local farm and are, are working with them to, to scale up their um, operation as well so we can continue to provide a growing level of support without overwhelming um, these small uh, local uh, farms and businesses. How do you know you have a hit on your hands? How fast after you, when in the process do you know, hey, this beer has legs? Usually about five minutes into the release. We, we generally <laughs> celebrate our releases with an event at the brewery. Okay. And uh, I've been terrified leading up to every one because you never know, especially when it's a totally off-the-wall style that has never been shown before. You never know what people's reactions are going to be, but with being there and seeing people's face-to-face -face reactions and then watching social media and seeing what people are tweeting and what people are posting to apps like Untapped, you can see what people think of it pretty quickly. And um, Beer rating websites like RateBeer and BeerAdvocate.com um, quickly uh, give you a pretty good feel for what the public thinks about a specific beer. And there have been some beers we've been very excited about that have been complete flops and some that we weren't completely sure about that have been incredible successes and are some of the top-rated beers in the world. Wow. What a fascinating business, and it's it's such a personal business. You know, being in the food industry has its advantages in that you can hand somebody your product and they can immediately tell you if they like it or not. You know, I've always been envious of that. But it's also a challenge because it's it's trying to figure out what's the right combination between differentiation and taste and then mass appeal enough to make it a 
a product worth investing in. So uh, it's it's wonderful work. The energy level from an entrepreneurial perspective that's going into the craft beer industry across North America. And, and thank you for being a, a contributor to that in the greater Richmond area and, and a part of the larger community. And, and, and if someone wants to learn about your firm and your offerings, how do they find you online, Eric? The best way is our website, hardywood.com. Um, but uh, we're also on Facebook at, at uh, facebook.com slash hardywoodbeer. And we're on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at hardywood. And Hardywood is spelled how? H-A-R-D-Y-W-O-O-D. Eric, I want to thank you for sharing a little bit about your fascinating industry and your business. Wish you continued growth and success. Uh, thank you for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass slash Renaissance Executive Forums community across North America. It's our pleasure, Richard. Thank you so much. Our pleasure here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I'd like to thank Joe Carey in particular for bringing us both of our guests on this show today. He is in Richmond, Virginia with Renaissance Executive Forums. And Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization. They're committed to helping their members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, and why wouldn't you, visit executiveforums.com. This show is also brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, a member of Club Corp., Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today's show is none other than Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley and assistant producer Amanda Pointer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard, marketing strategist and live events manager, and soon to be VH1 superstar Asia Celestino. Our social media manager is Melissa Padandi. And VP of Sales is none other than Rose Chamara. If you'd like to learn more about our business, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, this is your host, Rick Franzi, saying I hope all of your business decisions will move your firm in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.